welcome back to another episode of the Hot Cocoa Podcast. You're here with me, Gabby. And me, Emma. Thank you for joining us. We are virtual today. Yes, Emma is in Edmonton. I am back home in my mom's basement. Yes, and I am in the city alone, which... Yeah, how's that going? It's been good so far, actually. Yeah. Honestly, I've been, like, pretty busy. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, like, a really deep clean of the kitchen on Sunday. That was satisfying when you sent the pictures of the things that you could remove. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that was fun for me. I liked doing that. Um... (laughs) Today, I don't know, I've just, like, had so many errands. I had to, like, go get blood work done, which I was kind of concerned because when I got there, of course, like, I don't even know if I've talked about this on podcast, but I don't don't like having blood taken. Mm -hmm. I've had, like, weird experiences in the past. Like, I don't even know if I would say, like, bad because it sounds, like, really dramatic, like, oh, like, bad things happened. But... I just haven't had the best experiences. You just have a bad taste in your mouth about it. Yeah, like, guys, the first time I ever got blood taken, I fainted and then, like, threw up in the middle of this medical <laughs> building, and it was horrible. <laughs> like, that's trauma. Yeah, that was not good. And so then ever since then, I was just so paranoid. But I've kind of, I think, like, figured myself out. But yeah. um I've also had the the issue a couple of times where, like, my veins are really, like, small and dried up. I don't even know how I'm alive. (laughs) Little shrivelly veins. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's hard to get blood to come out of them sometimes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so last time I got blood taken, Emma came with me, and that's what happened. Like, they tried to do it on one side, then don't work. Was that during COVID, too? Yeah, that was during COVID, too. Yeah, we were wearing masks. Aww. Yeah, which I was so scared when we went that time that I had to wear a mask because I thought mm-hmm. like... You were like, I'm going to pass out. I know. I'm like, oh my God, I can't like breathe properly. But it was, that wasn't even the worst yeah. part. But anyway, so that had happened like the most recent time. They just were like, oh, we can't find it. Oh, I'm going to get a different guy to come do it because yeah, like I can't... another person. She, she wasn't was like, like I'm, not good, I'm not good enough to find your veins. So... <laughs> <She> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, I was nervous, basically, and I'm always just like, oh, shit, like, sometimes I pass out, sometimes I don't, like, I don't really know, (laughs) and then I, yeah, then I realized, like, once I was there, I didn't even have, like, someone that I could call if I, like, fainted or someone, well, I guess I did, yeah, but in the moment, I was like, oh, my God, like, I could call my boyfriend, but he lives, like, 45 minutes away. Like, what is yeah. he? And he's working, and, like, he has shit to do. Like, yeah. I'd feel bad. Then I was like, okay, well, I could call my boss because she lives in the city. Yeah. And, like, that might sound weird to some people, but, like, you know, I it pick this lady them. up from surgery sometimes. Like, yeah. we have, like, a friendly relationship. So yeah. I was like, like... My boss is my emergency <laughs> contact right now. <laughs> Literally. And I was like, I don't know. I don't have anyone else, like... So uh-huh. then I was like, oh, my God, I love everything's okay. And, and mm. it ended up being fine. But Yay. Yeah. You did it all by yourself. Yeah. My hack for today, guys, actually, I'd never <laughs> done this before. Um, but, okay, sorry to continue this digression. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, my problem, which might be, I wonder if anyone can relate to this, is I've literally never met someone else in person. Like, I read about it on the internet. Um, yeah. But I've never met anyone else who goes through this. So... What I discovered about myself is that if I calm myself down too much, that's what like leads to me fainting because my body is like, we're done. Like, oh, she's so relaxed. We're falling asleep. Like we're done. And like when this was first happening to me, I had no idea what the cause was. 
it wasn't blood sugar or anything. And actually it was my Nana who, who diagnosed me cause she, um, used to like work. I think she started as like a, a phlebotomist who takes yeah. blood and then she kind of like, you know, but she worked in the medical field her whole life. Um, and was like a, uh, I think she was an ophthalmologist her. technician. So oh. she assisted with eye surgery, which I could not handle. Anyway, so she was like, yo, I used to see people who had this thing where basically when foreign objects enter your body, it like, it psychs you out. It's like a psychological thing and your parasympathetic nervous system takes over and it just shuts everything down. And so she was like, don't calm yourself down. And she's like, you need that adrenaline and like, you need like your fright or flight mode to like keep going because otherwise you're going to like go into this other zone where you'll then like faint, whatever. So I then have, I was like, I have to ask on behalf of the audience and sure. myself. Yes. I think you know where I'm going with this. I don't know. <laughs> Do other objects entering your body <laughs> cause the same thing? No, 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 no. This is like imagine that had not come up in our years of friendship. That you're like, yeah, almost every time I have sex, I have to really focus I have like to not crazy anxiety and like can't I want to pass out. No, no, no. This That's is really time. like a like. Because it's not the pain. I need to, like, emphasize. Like, I get tattoos. I do whatever. There's like, that doesn't freak me really out. There's really wrong about... It's, like, the... Entering your Something bloodstream. going into your body where it isn't supposed to. It's, like, we're yeah. creating a hole and we're, like, going in. Yeah. So, whatever. Basically, I was, like... Every time I get my blood taken, I'm just, like... As they're in, I'm, like, tapping my foot. I'm, like, so, like, anxious. And I, like, feed into it a little bit more because mm-hmm. that's what my Nana told me. And since then, I haven't, like, fainted, fainted. Interesting. Um, but today, wow. I was just, like... They had to take, like, a few vials. And I was just, like, oh, my God, this is taking so long. So then I started singing the ABCs in my head. And I was just, like... <laughs> and then, literally, I sang it, like, three times through. Oh and then it was God. over. And I was, like, oh, my God, like... I don't know. It really helped me because I didn't have to try to think about something else. I was just like, okay, like sing your ABCs because that's like such like a default thing that you know how to do. You don't have to like think about it. Yeah, because I was sitting there and I was like, I need to think about something else. And then next thing I knew, I was just like singing my ABCs. And it helped. (laughs) So I don't know, guys, if you need something to distract yourself. That really you worked for me. You kind of look like a preppy six-year-old right now, too. Like you have, like, a black sweater with, like, a really big white collar and a black yeah. bow in your hair and a ponytail. You're, like, uh, your ABCs in your head. I'm, like, a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> like, our demographics like, change drastically. Now. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about ABC dick. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I don't know. That's my digression for <laughs> today. I don't even know. Gabby's rant of the day. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. Um, um, mm. Do you have any rants b- before we get into the episode? I mean, I'm I'm across the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you already said that. I already said that. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been so busy. I don't think I've really slept in a few days. Um, I've honestly oh, just wow. been like, I've been working so much. And it's good because I haven't worked at all in a while. Yeah. And so it's nice that I feel busy. But yeah. It's also a lot. Oh, I've also started watching a new, I have a new filler show that what I watched about you. I've been watching uh, Sister, Sister. Oh, yeah. You told me you were going to watch that. Honestly, pretty good. It's a good filler because it's not like, it's not like good. But yeah. Good. Yeah. Well. It was definitely made for like 11 year old girls. 
to idolize these like 14 year old girls you know oh, what I mean? that's so funny and so yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like younger demographic but I like yeah. that so yeah but what I didn't know about the plot which is interesting is I thought it was just about two twin sisters right yeah but no it's about two twin sisters who got separated at birth at an adoption agency they one is raised by a single dad one's raised by a single mom they run into each other at a at a clothing store one day because they grew up on opposite sides of town and uh one like the mom was about to they were about to move out of the city for a new job and the mom was like well or the daughter was like we can't move now i literally just found my identical twin and so they move into the dad's house because he's like rich oh my god and so they all live in a house together but they didn't know each other until then what so it's kind of like a fun little a fun little plot and i think that the parents are gonna fall in love even though they're very different people Oh, my goodness. They kind of, like, hate each other, but, like, they love each other. It's like a love-hate thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay, as a final note, what was your favorite um, romantical plot line growing up? Because I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about this where it's, like, there's the, like, frenemies, like, love-hate plot line. There's the, um, like, the best friends that end up together. There's, like, the, you know how there's, like, a few different, like, genres of romance? Yeah. Oh, let me think about this. I think that it would probably be, like, the love-hate thing. I feel like I thought that was spicy. Me too. And I feel like like that's led to, like, problematic beliefs on love. I'm like, we have to scrap. That's actually so true. Yeah. I'm like, anything else is boring. Because, like, with my first boyfriend, too, I was so annoying, honestly. Like, I don't know why anyone liked me. But (laughs) we were, like, texting, like, Mm -hmm. text flirting for a long time. Like, probably, like, eight months or something before. And um, then... We, oh, I would just like bully him all the time, and he would think that we, that I like liked him. Then I'd be like, he thought no, it was flirting, like, but you were actually just thinking that. Well, I just that's like the only way I knew how to do anything. I was like so uncomfortable with my you. emotions that I was like, yeah. okay, I just have to be like really mean to you, mm-hmm. and As we'll you like love hate each other and, until we yeah. fall in love. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. You fell in love with me. So. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so what are we talking about today, today? Yeah. Well, today we're talking about just how we feel about how the... I guess it's honestly how we feel about our perception of ourselves, like our... Yeah, how we see ourselves. Um, Basically... Specifically body image, but... Specifically body image. Yeah. Yeah. I guess... I don't know. We don't usually do this, but should this is not like a graphic episode, but maybe we should give a trigger warning. Like we're going to be talking about like body types and, and face types and potentially yeah. modifying or not modifying. I don't know. Things if, we don't like about ourselves. If we should. <laughs> I don't know if that's a trigger warning worthy, but yeah, I don't know if you have, if you're triggered easily by anything to do with like anything body related, yeah. then I would say, yeah, but maybe don't listen. Yeah, we're not going to be mean, talking like too. It's not going to be like a lot of tea. Shocking. But yeah. Not too shocking. But yes. we have some feelings. We do have some feelings. So, so, why don't we start off with a take it back now, y'all? Let's do it. Would you like to start? Sure. I would like to start. So, Fantastic. I feel like um to play off of like what we just said about what we're talking about in my mind, it's kind of, like, all-encompassing, like, okay, what does our, what 
do we actually look like versus like how do we feel about that is that yeah like accurate that's true <laughs> we just came up with this idea like five minutes ago guys it's true yeah because so. I wouldn't say it's like it's not like body dysmorphia like yeah, I feel like no. I look in the mirror and I see how I actually look yeah but it's your perception of those features that changes yeah yeah over time like I feel like yeah so yeah. it's it's more so our feelings so you're right with that okay so then my take it back now, y'all, I think I'm going to kind of focus in this area about like my, when I became self-aware. So I don't know, like probably age like five, <laughs> four or five to like yeah. puberty and like how I felt at that time. Mm-hmm. And then like beginning of puberty, like high school, maybe that's kind of what I'm going to okay. talk about right now. So I would say that I was a pretty confident kid. Like I definitely, as a child, was always told like, oh, like you're so beautiful. Oh my God, your hair. I had like the craziest hair when I was a kid. Not like crazy, crazy, just like it was really thick. and The hair where every parent's going to say she has the most beautiful hair. Yeah. And it was really curly and and, Mm -hmm. like big. And so people would always play with my hair and they'd be like, oh my God, you have like grown up hair. I don't know if like other people ever heard that, but that was like... So many people told me that. They were like, you don't have kid hair. Like, you have, like, grown-up hair. Yeah. And I guess it's just because it was really thick and long. It just, like, looked nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think for that reason, I was always, like, very confident as a kid. I was like, yeah, like, I'm, like, pretty. I'm whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would say I felt, like, pretty good about myself up until maybe, like, grade seven and then grade Mm -hmm. seven is when I just like really hit my awkward phase and I hit it for a long time (laughs) probably (laughs) to like grade 10 like late grade 10 I would say yeah and yeah during that phase I just like my body was just changing weirdly and I started to get acne and like my yeah. hair was just like, you know, it's like the classic, you know, you're, you're you like, like had the full classic puberty. You <laughs> went from like a scrawny little kid yeah. to like a woman, like a, a woman, year. but like not a hot woman. <laughs> like, I mean, not, I mean, obviously if you're going through puberty, you just have to expect that you're just going to be weird as fuck for a few years. But like, yeah. it just, it was the classic, like I didn't know how to put on makeup yet really. Yeah. Like I was wearing makeup, but I looked like shit, but I yeah. thought I looked good. Yeah. And I had like, you know, acne coming out. My hair was like greasy. I was insisting mm-hmm. on like doing my own hair, but of course that all meant, all that meant was like straightening it mm-hmm. and then not washing it for three days. So I just looked yeah. like a wet rat all the time. Yeah. And I had weird style, like clothing choices and yeah. whatnot. So I don't know. It was just like kind of a long, awkward phase. Oh, and then I got braces and I had like mm-hmm. weird teeth stuff going on. Yeah. And also... Obviously, I grew boobs pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, like, didn't know what to do with myself. It was like, wow, my body is very different now. Like, a year ago, it was yeah. not like this. <laughs> and especially when you were getting so much feedback about how you looked from other people growing yeah. up. Like, you got so much about how you were so cute and, like, adorable. Yeah. And, like, you had the best hair. And then in a year... And now suddenly they're using a whole new vocabulary to describe you. And you're like, I can't even decide if these are positive or negative for me. Like, but they're yeah. not the ones that made me feel good about myself when I was younger. So uh, yeah, I, don't, I want those ones. <laughs> I feel like what really changed was that I like, I don't know. I mean, my, my self-confidence kind of took a hit because mostly 
because I immediately just like got curvier. Like honestly, guys, I was never like a skinny kid. And I think this is like my whole family is like most of us kind of have, have like a lean build, but yeah. none of us have like lean muscle where we all have yeah. this like very soft layer of fat. Like even mm-hmm. my brother who is like the fittest one of all of us. Yeah. And he like grinds all the, I don't know. This guy's like hella fit. But he still, like, doesn't have, like, he's not your ripped. Your body's your like, body. Yeah, like, like yeah. he's, like, big. Like, you can see his muscles, but he's not, mm-hmm. like, ripped, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, when yeah. you can, like, see someone's veins and, like, their pecs, like, that's yeah. not him. So I always just think, like, okay, if, if he can't even look like that, I don't think anyone in my family can because yeah. we're all pretty healthy except for mm-hmm. me right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, no one has just ever been, like, really, like, lean So I was never like that kid, you know, I feel like you were probably this kid where you were like, you just looked like you were like ripped, like you had like abs because you just had like a lean torso and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was pretty used to not being like that. Yeah. But then once I started to like grow a butt and grow boobs, then I started getting attention from like older people that, and like Mm -hmm. people on the street and I couldn't wear things anymore and feel comfortable yeah. because I was like, wait, what the heck? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like 13 guys. Yeah. You're like, I'm literally a child. Yeah. So I don't know. What that about you? Like your pre-puberty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly never thought about how I looked like at all. I don't think until probably oh, yeah? like the eighth grade. I mean, like I liked to wear fun outfits. Like, um, honestly, I didn't care about my outfits actually until the sixth grade when my mom made me start picking out my own outfits every morning <laughs> until then she did it. So I didn't care. Um, and then, yeah, I don't think I cared. I always told my mom growing up, actually, I was like, I don't want boobs. Like in like the sixth, seventh grade, I was like, if I get boobs, I'm going to cry. That's she was like, so you're going to get boobs. And I was like, I don't want them. That's gross. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want it. I was the um, opposite. Like, when I was in grade five, and, like, that's when girls started to wear sports bras and, like, training bras yeah. and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, I need one. Like, I feel so left out. And then, so like, funny. I regretted that later because I freaking yeah, got what I asked God. for. But The same. I got what I asked for, and I'm not happy with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get anything. And then, um, I think in middle school, I honestly got like minor acne, like nothing crazy. I did like minor amounts of makeup, but really I just learned about like concealer and mascara and Mm -hmm. that was the extent. And, um, I still wasn't really like that phased about it. Like, I don't remember like having a moment where I looked at my face and like thought about my features in any way. Like, I don't know. It just never Mm -hmm. really occurred to me. Um, and then, like, the only thing that changed is I think, like, the popular girls started getting, like, boobs and butts. And, like, the same clothes that I was wearing started fitting them different. Like, especially when Lululemon leggings were everything. Yeah. And, and like, that, booty shorts. People yeah. People would just, like, wear. I don't know if, like, middle schoolers still do that. But I swear, like, girls would just wear booty shorts for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the biggest trend was, like, Uggs, um, Lululemon leggings with, like, those Aritzia sweaters that were like cropped but like fitted and yeah long sleeve yeah and I feel like girls were just wearing those fucking t- fitted everything at the time and I was like why are we wearing super bodycon clothes at our most awkward <laughs> phase but that's when I, I started to get like very much aware of the fact that like I did not have any curves and I was just like I felt like I just looked younger and I was like annoyed about it mm. but yeah I don't know I think that I think it's weird that I never really 
I never really felt how all the other girls felt. I was like, I don't want these things. <laughs> I was like, I'm fine without it. Yeah. And I didn't care for a long time. Yeah. But I was always, like, very small. I think I also was blessed with the fact that you didn't used to get bullied for being really skinny. I think people yeah. started bullying me for being skinny in, like, high school. But when I was a kid, and I was also super active and everyone saw me being active, so no one questioned it. So I was never bullied or no one ever really commented on my body. Yeah. If anything, people just said, like, yeah, like, you're cute, whatever. You're so small. You're so cute. Yeah. Well, I but, feel like in my school, at least, like, your body type was, like, the ideal body type. There was, like, a few girls in my grade that had the same, mm-hmm. like, stature. And they were, like, the pinnacle. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? I was very unaware of things like that. But honestly, it could have been at my school, too. And I was just unaware. Yeah. But I think that I was, like, privileged in that way where I just never had to think about my body. Yeah. Because no one said anything. I was, like, yeah. aware of the kids who didn't have my body. And I was, like, oh, that would suck. But, like, that was it. And I felt bad. <laughs> but, like, I was, like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, ha, privilege. <laughs> White skinny privilege. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh. But, yeah, so, I don't know. I didn't have, like, a – I think because I never hit puberty, I never had this, like, drastic moment that you had where, like, mm. your perception of yourself shifts. I've always, like, looked the same. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have this, like, really distinct memory. I think I have probably shared this on the podcast before, but where, like, I don't know. Obviously, I started, like, when I started growing boobs – I was like every other girl where it's like, you know, like you're just wearing like a sports bra or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like normal. Get, like Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, listen, it's a girl. It's like just yeah, like literally. cotton. That's like, it's like a crop top basically. Literally. Anyway, so I was like, I, you know, in the beginning it was kind of like every other girl. And then I think by the time like end of grade eight, like early grade nine is when I really was like surpassing other girls where I feel like you know, other people kind of plateaued and maybe kind of filled out more between yeah. then and now. But like at the time, I feel like my boobs just like grew all at once. And you were like, and oh, I was like, oh my God. Slow down, slow yeah. Down. And I was already kind of insecure because I was always having to tell my mom, I was like, my bras like don't fit. Or, or she would say something, she'd be like, oh, it's a little awkward, like underneath your t shirt or something. Yeah. And I was just like, Ugh, like really again, again. Yeah. And like even at that time, bras were not size inclusive honestly mm-hmm. most bra stores are still not size inclusive which just freaking yeah. blows my mind it's like, funny because they don't fit either of us no, no. bras fit me and no bras fit yeah. you it's, like, it's oh, ridiculous what? and like if I have to if I want a bra that fits me I have to like order it online from a specific store and it costs like mm-hmm. 120 dollars like I am not an anomaly and neither are you like there's yeah. so many people in the world like us like why why is there no our bras options? so inaccessible? Literally, like, Rihanna's line is all about being, like, Fenty or whatever. Like, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be, like, super inclusive. And the smallest size they have is, like, a 32A. And I'm, like, that literally Victoria's make Secret sense. has smaller sizes. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm smaller than that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it is crazy. Yeah. So, anyway. Basically. Anyways, so. Oh, I, I was, got distracted telling the story. So basically what I was going to say is I was really just self-conscious about what my boobs looked like, like if they looked good in a bra or something and like what I was yeah. like, didn't like wearing tight fitting clothes because I didn't want to like show anything off. And yeah. 
I also and remember kids are mean, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, Gabby's like trying to be a hoe." Yeah, because you're wearing a fitted t-shirt. Like. Yeah, literally. No, okay, but this is actually. I hope my mom isn't offended by me telling this story, but I remember her telling me one time, she was like, "You can't wear that." Like it was like a pajama tank top, I think. She was like, "You can't mm-hmm. wear that around your grandpa," and I was like, "Why not?" Like, mm-hmm. or I'm in my house, like, or I was in their house. I'm like, "This is like this is just my pajamas." Yeah. And she was like, well, it's just like, it's very revealing. And like, you don't want to make like your grandparents uncomfortable. I don't know if she just said my grandpa. I think she was like, your grandparents is like, they're going to be like, you know, it's like a lot to see. And I was like, what? Like, I can't even wear my like pajamas because yeah. it's like too, what, seductive. <laughs> anyway, and it's so, like a product of that time, but that stuff yeah. does stay with you. Yeah. And so then I just remember always being like really self-conscious and feeling like the clothes I had were not appropriate. And then yeah. one time I was at my grandparents' house and my great grandmother lives with them as well. And I was wearing, I remember so distinctly and this will like place this in time for y'all. I was wearing an Aeropostale t-shirt. And so, the ones with the Aeropostale yeah, down the side? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, tight. You know, they were, like, tight Yeah, t-shirts. and they're kind of long. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, but, of course, they're, like, crew neck, whatever. Yeah. And she comes out of her bedroom, and she sees me. This is my great-grandmother. She mm-hmm. was probably, like, 85 at this time. And she was, like, oh, my God. Look at your boobs. She was, like, whoa, those are huge. Like, she made, like, a a whole thing about it and she was yeah. like laughing like she was kind of like whoa like yeah Gabby's like mature now but like guys I was wearing an Aeropostale t-shirt how old could I have been like I don't even yeah. know and I just remember I was Literally so embarrassed like and I just like left the room or like shook it off like okay like I don't yeah. know, whatever because now your boobs become a part of your identity and people in your family even are saying I was like, because of your body to, like, no matter what you wear you're gonna be sexualized and yeah. you're like, okay, well, fuck me. Like, I'm not an individual yeah. anymore. Yeah, literally. No, that is. And it's like, you know that people have, like, the best of intentions, and it's just, like, a lack of education Yeah. on that. Like, I feel like now, like, people in our generation don't say shit like that, but, like, it's hard when you're like, I understand, I but also, fuck you. Yeah, I'm like... A little bit. Like, please don't say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So... Yeah. Anyway, that's just where I was at, and, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I really came to terms and, like, was comfortable with my body until maybe, like, grade 11. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All, for all that whole time, I was, like, I'm doing something wrong. Like, I feel like that's what was, like, put on me a lot was, like, you're yeah. doing something wrong because of the way you look. You and, are bad. Yeah, not even to sound, like, this is going to sound real petty, and I don't want it to, but it's the truth. Yeah. I had teachers, like female teachers, mm-hmm. who literally just like I felt like targeted me because of the way that I looked. And they yeah. were like, when I was in high school, girls that looked like you were acted mean. a certain way and yeah. were like mean. They were petty. They were lazy. They were whatever. And that, like, I got put into this category of being a specific kind of person and then having to like work against that and be like, yeah. No, you know, I'm not that kind of person. And I think that's, you know, it's a good life lesson to just be like, you always have to be convincing you know, people you're a good person. Yeah, like, well, I, well, I think just like working to be perceived how you want to be perceived. And so whether yeah. that means like speaking up more or like being like active in the community that you're in so people know mm-hmm. who you are and who you like want them to know that you are. But yeah, still, it was just always a thing. I was like, okay, I'm in trouble because 
you know, it's like being dress coded. They're like, well, you can't wear that because it like makes you look too hot. And you're like, I'm just a teenage girl trying to live my life. Like, yeah, you're like, I'm wearing the exact same thing as my friend. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if I didn't wear makeup and like do my hair when I came to school, would like, I'd yeah. just be perceived differently. Yeah. It's anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I did the opposite. Like, I feel like I was perceived in the exact opposite where I was perceived mm. as like a child. And I felt like, I don't know. I felt like, yeah, like I wasn't like at the same level as all my peers. And so I feel like my way of like proving that I'm like a functioning person. And I feel like that translated to also like, I'm like a goofier person. Like Mm. I like dick around a lot. And so I feel like people perceive me as like not smart or people perceive me as like not like competent. And I was like, no, I'm not a child. Like I'm an adult. And so I feel like at first my initial way of counteracting that was like dressing like a whore. Like I would wear the shortest skirts. I would get dress coated. Not as much as I should have, but I would wear, like, crop tops, like, my belly button would be out. Like, I would wear as little as possible. Yeah. Um, and I'd go between wearing, like, one year I'd wear, like, a, two push-up bras every day to school, and then the next year I'd wear, like, no bras. You could see my nipples. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know which one makes me look more grown up, so. <laughs> um, but I kind of did that for a long time, and I think even into university, that's kind of how I functioned mm. for, like, first year. I was just like, I need to look older. Yeah. And then I think I strayed more into... I think especially the last couple of years, I'm kind of straying away from this now, but I was like, I need to avoid anything that makes me seem younger. So I was like mm. business casual aesthetic all the time. Like I was wearing like blazers every day. Yeah, that's especially true. Especially when I was working in an office. Yeah. And, um, and I like cut my hair short. Like I feel like all those things were to try to make me look older because I felt like I couldn't control other people's perception. And now I'm like, I think when I actually, I mean, I won't get too into it, but when I started skateboarding, and when I came out and, like, all those things happened and my style kind of changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I was really insecure for a while. And my hair is kind of growing back to longer. Like, oh, my God, I'm people are going to perceive me as, like, a child again. Like, I'm not going to be taken seriously. And oh, so, yeah. It is weird, like, how it's, like, the exact opposite. But still the same problem of, like, why does my body type affect no, it's how true. people perceive me as a person? Like, my personality is in no way correlates the only yeah. way it correlates is the fact that you have been perceived as that for so long that it, yeah. in some degree, is ingrained in you. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. Rude. It's so true. Rude. I feel like I really, and like like I said, or I feel like we've been relating on like kind of opposite things, but yeah. like the same kind of same root. issues, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, for me, I kind of went from this place of wanting to be able to wear whatever I wanted to wear and being told that I, you know, that was like inappropriate for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so then I really went into this phase of like, okay, like I'm just going to be con- more conservative. Like everything I buy, like I'm just going to yeah. buy things that are high neck and that are whatever and not really form fitting because I'm mm-hmm. like just easier that way. Then I don't have to think yeah. about it and I just feel comfortable and, and no one's mm-hmm. going to like look at me. It's and like then, safe. yeah. And then I kind of like felt like so many people would comment and say like, oh, like you don't really you wouldn't know the kind of body that you have from the way that you dress or mm-hmm. that's like one of the first things I said to you yeah but well, you know like, when we moved in together I found out you had boobs like I didn't yeah. know before then yeah and I mean you're not the only one who has said that to me like so yeah. many people have said that to me like not just my friends but like guys like well boyfriends but then also just guy friends that are like you know get yeah. to know me better and then they're like oh I wouldn't have known like you know 
yeah what you looked like and you're like well why is my body a secret now (laughs) yeah and then people being like well you should like embrace that more which obviously like I there was a degree where I was I felt like I wasn't allowed to like dress a certain way Mm -hmm. or if I did people would be like oh that's like her slutty fit like oh she's trying like today and I feel like where I've kind of come in the last like two years maybe is just like dressing however the fuck I want to dress because I like it and I've realized that part of me yes like wants to feel comfortable to wear more revealing and like I guess like feel sexy sometimes I don't know like that sounds like cheesy to be like yeah I want to like feel sexy but I feel like it's not something I ever like tried to do before I was like no like I feel like I need to like try to like play down and like look like a little kid which is just funny because I kind of look like a little kid today which you already said yeah (laughs) um anyway uh but then also kind of what I've noticed from that is that I don't even I like dressing for myself and just wearing oversized things and things that Mm -hmm. like you know they're always like well if you're like curvier if you have like a figure you shouldn't wear like whatever because then it'll you'll just look like a big blob and I'm like you know what I want to look like a big blob because I think that's sick like look at these chunky knits and wide leg pants like it's true and then it's hard to tell like what what even like is what you like or what is you and what is like yeah no it's so yeah well who knows honestly at this point I don't even know how to separate that yeah, but and I feel like what's different too is like I feel like I've noticed this with you because I feel like we'll wear like the exact same outfit and I mm-hmm. will look like a little kid, like a little twig, and you'll look like a hot adult woman <laughs> in like the same like it'll cover our whole body. Yeah. When you wear like a knit sweater and like flare pants, uh-huh. they're still going to look different on you. And so I feel like that translates like where you're like, yeah, I don't need to dress like a hoe because I already look like an adult woman if I dress yeah I think it's true yeah I think like think of the Kardashians guys like that's kind of what I try to channel like when they're just wearing like oversized sweatsuits or like a you know plain like uh, mock neck or something like that they still kind of like look the way that they look that's how I feel a lot of the time yeah so I don't know that sounds no, like a true. humble brag. I just feel like our Kardashian. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's so funny. I think we had a whole podcast episode about this like last year, but how I was like, "You're like my hot friend," and I was you like, "You're like what?" What? <laughs> yeah, no, I really like don't think I started thinking of myself as like hot until this year. I like which the is so hot. shocking to me. Yeah, and you know what? Like, obviously. Like, I, I don't even have to preface this. Obviously, I don't like you, Gabby. <laughs> but as a gay woman now, you know my highest I'm form like, of flattery. It's the highest form like of flattery. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thanks so much. Because I'm coming at you with boy and girl perspectives at the same time. Yeah. And they both think that you're wow. my friend. I'm you're so my- hot, guys. <laughs> we just did this episode so I could talk about how great I am. As we should. Oh, as my we God. Should. Yeah, no. Because but- you know what? Can I just say one more thing? Yes. I have made many a friends this year, and mm-hmm. multiple of those friends will talk about how they don't think they're hot or how whatever. Like, they'll say the same things that you're saying, but they're saying it to get compliments to boost their ego because they actually do think they're hot. Oh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> and you're one of the few people who's, you're you're genuinely not trying to, like, get compliments all the time. <laughs> like, when you say things, it's genuine. And Thank I'm like, you. 
That's yeah, you, hype you, you know up. why? I'm not gonna hype up the you narcissist, know- <laughs> but I'll hype you up. Because you know what it is? Like, I've always felt like an attractive person. I've never, like, walked through life being, like, I'm ugly, like, I'm ugly and gross authentically. And, yeah. But definitely, like, if you ask me, like, are you the hottest girl in this room? Not saying that I am, but I would never be like, yeah. Yeah. But then like it would never occur to you. Yeah. When I started dating my boyfriend, who you guys probably know, we used to work together, he yeah. told me, like, after a few dates, he was like, Yo, like, do you know how much everyone, like, loved you at uh, the store that we worked at? And I was like, what? And he was like, this was, like, an overarching theme. And I was like, but I would never... Like, what? Why would no one ever hit on me or no one ever, like, acted like like that? like, shy, awkward, cute Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, that's, like, a hot, intimidating girl with, like, a little bit of resting bitch face that we're, like, scared of because she's cool. Yeah, well, that's pretty much what he said. He was like, well, obviously no one would hit on you because, A, like we knew you had a boyfriend at the time be yeah. like you're scary yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so okay. funny because now I'm looking at you like I mean you look like Madeline or whatever <laughs> wait that is literally the nicest thing you could ever say to me I oh loved that book growing up <laughs> too. oh my gosh next year for Halloween can we dress like them because oh, they all dress cute. the same with their little yellow um that's really cute that's such a cute fit and their little yellow berets I think it's yeah yellow. it's a different color but I don't know that would be so cute. Okay, I think we should move on. <laughs> yes, we should. We should. <laughs> okay, so Gabby has decided that the way we should structure the next two segments is kind of focusing on our two main things that we've been talking about a lot lately. Yeah. Which is our faces and our bodies. Because those are two very <laughs> different things. Yes, it's um, true. So why don't we talk about our faces for a bit? Because we kind of been talking about our bodies Yeah, for a bit. we have. We kind of focus mostly on that. Yeah. Um, well, can I go first? Yeah, you go. Okay. <laughs> you go. <laughs> you go. Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah. Well, I feel confused about my face all the time. Yeah? I feel like I didn't... Okay, here, here's, the, here's the saga of my face, actually. I have some strong opinions about it. Okay. So, it wasn't until probably late high school... To early university where I became very aware of I hated my nose and I feel like I don't oh. even talk about it but I hate my nose I hate it I hate it I hate it I hate it what but aspect I only, of it I love it from some angles and I hate it from other angles I hate it from the front <laughs> and from slight side angles Is it and like I hate it from the, the top the, the bridge most. of your nose or the I don't like know. nostrils okay, or like are you like ready the... I'm gonna go like this <laughs> I hate. Okay, you know what? It's the end of my nose, the top part. Okay. It's very What's that wide. called? Can we can we call it the the, the bulb of your the nose? The bulb. <laughs> the bulb area of my nose is really wide. Okay. And this part's really thin, and so like from the side, it looks okay, but then from other angles, I don't know. I also contoured a lot today, but mm. basically in pictures, I always felt like it looked like really wide. And then okay. I started getting really insecure. So all my pictures are from slight angles. I've um, never, honestly, I can say this with 100% truthfulness. I have yeah. never thought twice about your nose. Oh my God. Thank you. That's what my mom said too. <laughs> Actually, everyone I've ever asked has said, I've literally never thought about your nose. Like it's yeah. just very regular. Yeah. But in pictures, I always feel ugly because of my nose. Um, and then I think that started to translate to my upper lip because I was like oh maybe if I just got lip fillers it would balance it more because there's also a big space like 
You know, you're like, yeah, that. oh, I can see there's a right? large space. I have a really large space between my nose and my lip. And I was like, maybe if my upper lip was bigger and filled more of that space, I would feel like my nose isn't as weirdly big. Okay. So I'm like, maybe it's the proportions. But then this led to, I was never insecure about my upper lip until like, probably like two years ago. Like it's recent. Yeah. And it's, I think it's literally just because I learned how to overline them in a way that looks natural. And I think that that was really dangerous. Like it's good. (laughs) But also I'm like, okay, how long are we going to overline every day until we just fill it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's like, those are my two main insecurities. And I think what's so bad about them is that they're both insecurities that I can hide on camera, but I can't hide in real life. Mm. And so I don't really have to think about them a lot of the time, or I'm like, I cover them so much that when I see it in real life, it's like slowly, I guess, the divide between how I think I look and how I actually look is getting bigger. Mm. And so then I get more let down by how I really look, even though I was fine with it for a long time. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, but that's kind of it for my face. I don't know. What about you? Well, would you ever, like, change? Like, would you ever get lip filler for real? Or it's Mm -hmm. just something that, like, you think about, but you're like, nah, I don't know. It's actually not really something I I would do. I would. I think I would probably get it. Um, I just wouldn't want to get it as a student and then not be able to afford to refill. Yeah. Like, I would need, like, a consistent income because I think, like, I know that once I get it, I'll want to maintain that for a while because I know that it'll be, like, what I want my face to look like. And so then I'll be sad when it's not there. Yeah. Um, No, I know what you mean. I've always had the same, like, conflict. Well, not really with my lips. Like, I've, I feel like my lips are pretty like naturally balanced yeah they're very proportionate yeah I think that's more so like what in my opinion like lip filler makes sense for is if like because you have a pretty full bottom lip like your bottom lip looks like very natural so much smaller yeah like in comparison it doesn't really like like if they were the same I think that's why in pictures I always make them look more just the same it's not that I want giant lips I just want yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I have felt like, okay, you know, would I like bigger lips? Like, yeah, maybe. I overline my lips too. Yeah. Like they're overlined right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, you know, they're already like cohesive with each other. So why would I yeah. do that? Plus what you just said about maintenance. That's, mm-hmm. like, my biggest qualm with everything. Like It's hard to go back. I've had a lot of things that I wanted to do. When eyelash extensions were really popular, yeah. I really wanted to do those. Which, you know what I would say is, like, kind of hilarious to me how quickly the, like, full lash extension thing went from being the most popular look to literally, like, not even wearing mascara being, yeah. like, really cool you know yeah like it's so true because for the beginning of the pandemic probably until I started like leaving the house again I wasn't even wearing mascara yeah I would just curl just, my like, lashes and then sits, throw on mascara yeah or her no just curl your lashes and yeah yeah I would like do do my eyebrows and just with like you know brow gel just, like, brow gel yeah and then put on like a little bit of concealer and, and that was my look so yeah I'm really glad that I didn't do eyelash extensions because I've heard that they like really fuck up your lashes for a while Mm -hmm. but the biggest reason I didn't do it was the money I'm like I can't freaking afford to do this yeah and then the other thing was my eyebrows I always wanted to get them microbladed and then Mm -hmm. I think that's when I I still didn't really know what was working for me when it came to eyebrows and 
almost two years ago, I, I, someone told me she actually was a brow microblader. Mm-hmm. And she, I was at this event and she was kind of like giving people brow makeovers to advertise her services. Like, okay, let me shape your brows, like do like the measuring, whatever. What and I'll show you what at? they could look like. What? What event were you at? That sounds so fun. This was an event that I was shooting for, um, the, oh, for that my lady? boss now. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Before I worked for her, but I was just shooting right. an event. Yeah, okay. so she was, like, doing these, like, mini brow makeovers for people that were there to kind of advertise, like, oh, and then if you came to me and I can microblade them, they look like right. that forever. They look like this. Yeah. So I asked her, like, her opinion on my brows. Yeah. And she was like, well, I think that you should do the Korean brow look. And I was like, what oh. is that? I don't even know what that is. So then she drew it on to me, and it's basically how my brows are now. And, and if you don't know, it's kind of like – thick brows but they're straight across if anything they go up like a little bit at the ends yeah and then they kind of have like a sh- uh straight and down they're more angular yeah like a long rectangle angular. with like the top corners cut off if that yeah. like makes any sense yeah anyway so I it's decided to grow my rectangle. brows into that shape because yeah. I realized it's almost exactly my natural shape I just have to like clean up the corners a little yeah and ever since then I've like loved my brows is the clean version of the shape that you're naturally yeah you know honestly like I spent a lot of my life too I just kind of thought about like being insecure about the fact that people always think I'm half Asian yeah and that's because of my eyes people always ask Mm -hmm. me like oh are you half Asian and they're like oh well I just like your eyes like they look like more and you're like, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. that's just not my Yeah, but I was always identity. just like, oh, why why do people always think that I look like this? And yeah. and then eventually I was just like, like you said, I'm like, I'm just going to embrace my face for what it actually yeah. looks like. <laughs> this and is what it wants. So. Yeah. Now I get like the most compliments on my eyebrows ever because yeah. they actually look good. Yeah. <laughs> they look natural. So. They look good and they like fit your face. And yeah. 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 Oh, but the biggest thing I wanted to talk about is acne because that's been like probably the biggest thing I've been insecure about for my whole life. Because Mm -hmm. even if I've been insecure about my body, that's pretty easy to deal with because you just like change it. You cover it. Yeah, you cover it. You find things that flatter you. But acne. You can't hide it. You can't hide it. You really can't. You can just look like a person wearing makeup over acne. You cannot (laughs) hide it. You can make it look better. That's so true. (laughs) You can look not as bad, but it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I've just, I've had acne since I very first started puberty. It was the very worst, like to deal with when I was going to school, you know, like in high school, because you have to go every day. There's no days off for bad skin. Yeah, you have to literally do a full face of makeup and then it just feeds into it. Yeah. And you're being like scrutinized by all of your friends all the time. Mm -hmm. But my whole family has bad acne. Like both of my parents have like, you know, I remember growing up with them complaining about their acne. And so I know that they've had adult acne probably until like, you know, the last like five years, they've kind of like slowed down because they're both like getting older um, Mm -hmm. and their hormones aren't like causing it and your skin kind of dries out, you know, your oil is not crazy Mm -hmm. anymore. But the reason that I'm talking about this is I have finally decided to do Accutane. That's actually why I was getting blood work done today. That's so crazy. Yeah, because guys, like I thought about a year and a half ago that I solved my acne and I thought that it was related to dairy. Your skin was like perfect. Yeah, my skin was 
seriously, it went from the worst it ever was. Like, let me mm-hmm. just do a quick timeline. I, I mean this, it's going to be quick. I always say that and it's like 10 okay. minutes. <laughs> My acne in high school and the first couple years of university, it was mostly like here or there. I would have small mm-hmm. breakouts and regular it would... Yeah, regular but annoying. And so my doctor prescribed me like benzoyl peroxide, which I feel mm-hmm. like every teenager is prescribed. Like, yeah. Um, and it was fine. Like, I wouldn't say that it was amazing, but it was it was manageable. It was like an average amount. Like, yeah, people aren't gonna be like, whoa. Yeah, and I was always kind of like interested in skincare the same way that I've been interested in all other beauty things. So I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Then. Oh, I should say, though, like, these these weren't the kind of pimples that, like, go away within, like, three days where you get it and it, like, comes and it goes. Yeah. Like, I did always have, like, not even cystic. I would say, like, nodular, if you know what that is, where yeah. it's more, like, it never, like, turns into anything. It's just, like, a huge bump and it's, like, really yeah. sore and it's under your skin. And then it just kind of lingers there for, like, months. Oh, my God. That was me, too. Yeah. 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 And you're, like, what do I do? Yeah, you're like, well, I can't do, I I can't do anything. You can't do anything. Yeah. Like, and you try to pop it, and then it just, like, makes it worse. And yeah, and then it just, like, yeah. triples in size, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's kind of, like, what I dealt with, but I felt like it was pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. Then I went on birth control, and I feel like that helped my acne for a little bit. Like, that's not why I went on it, but it did kind of, like, affect it, and it was, you know, not bad. Then... I don't know what the hell happened. Maybe a combination of me getting an IUD, which was changing mm-hmm. my birth control. And um, I don't know, I was experimenting more with skincare. Mm-hmm. And two years ago, my skin just freaked out. And it was mm-hmm. like the worst it had ever been in my life. I remember in the moment, like that's when I started taking pictures of my skin because I was like, yeah. I legitimately don't believe what my face looks like. It wasn't just confined breakouts. Like my it whole was like, face like, was broken out. Acne almost. Yeah. Like. It was like my whole face. There was no rhyme or reason to it. There was no like face mapping, like, oh, yeah. you know, hormonal. Hormones like, and dairy. Yeah. And <laughs> stress. <laughs> and like all at one time, like whatever. Yeah. So... I didn't fully understand what was happening, but obviously I started to try to fix it. And so I like pared down my skincare routine to like literally just two steps. And at one point I cut out dairy. I I did a whole deep dive into this randomly a couple of weeks ago, so I won't repeat myself too much. But once I did that, after three months, my skin kind of just looked good. And I was like shocked. I literally didn't have any breakouts. My mm-hmm. scarring was finally starting to fade because I just didn't have like inflammation or yeah. or wasn't having to fuck with my face because it was fine. There's nothing more satisfying than scarring fading that you thought was just like a part of your face. And then yeah. you're like, wait, what? You're like, oh my God, where did it go? Yeah, literally. Yeah. So honestly, my skin was pretty good up until this July. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. I had all kinds of theories. I thought because I was biking that like my sweat was making me break out. I thought yeah. that like the masks were making me break out. Yeah. I thought it was the fact that I was sometimes eating dairy, like eating too yeah. much sugar, drinking too much alcohol, changing up my skincare, which honestly it could be any of those things. Yeah. And and it could just be your body saying fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And honestly like I think something's been going on with my hormones lately anyway, because my period's been like irregular and like whatever. So I don't know what the heck is going on, but my whole life I've just tried process of elimination. I'm like, okay, I'll stop using that skincare. Okay. I'll stop eating that food. Okay. Whatever. 
But basically, I'm like, it's been 10 years. Like, I've yeah. been doing this since I was 12. And you're like, I'm just fucking tired. Yeah. I'm tired and of it. <laughs> something works for a small amount of time, and then it always goes back. In the last yeah. two years, it's been the worst of my whole life, and I'm starting to get scarring that's, like, worse than I it's had. Like lasting for a long time. Yeah. And you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. So you don't talking- have to get, like, it lasered off. Like, No, I know, right? Yeah. And that doesn't even really, like, why, like... Just be like, I'll deal with it later when I could do something about it now. Yeah. Which is like, basically... I'm, I'm done with process of elimination. <laughs> yeah. Like, my my mom was like, dude, I had acne. I struggled with it for my whole adult life. She's like, I did the mm-hmm. same thing that you did. I tried this. I tried that. I went to dermatologists. I got, you know, like, peels and whatever. And nothing ever worked for a long period of time. And yeah. so she's like, just do Accutane. Like, you've thought about it for years. Like, your my mm-hmm. brother did it because he also had really bad acne. Um, actually my current boyfriend also did it like when he was in university. Mm -hmm. So, and I've had friends in high school and early university that did it as well. So I was like, okay, lots of people do this. It's not like as scary as, you know, people make it out to seem terrifying, but I think it's just like, you're, you just aren't going to feel amazing for like eight months, but then yeah. you're going to never have really bad acne again. So. Yeah. Like it's just going to help. And what a lot of people have said is like, it kind of takes your skin back to square one. And then since mm-hmm. you know so much more about skincare and like how to deal with your skin afterwards, it's just way easier to maintain yeah. good skin. And good like skin. everyone's different, you know, some yeah. people, it, they have to do two rounds. Some people just magically clear their skin mm-hmm. for their whole freaking life. Like yeah, whatever. And I've heard about so many like other crazy side effects. I don't know if are true or not, but I'm like, mm. I've heard so many like before my friend Casey did it. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, like everyone who does it gets super depressed and like. Yeah, so this was the biggest thing that I actually first learned about when my brother did it because my dad was like afraid of him doing it. Like he was like, yeah. I don't know, like whatever. I think that's whatever. Um, and Nico my brother's name is Nico and he's like a scientist. So he's very like, Oh no. So he's the first one that told me like, that's actually not clinically proven. That's just like anecdotes. Like people often report depression, like whatever. It's like Um, also teenagers. Yeah. So that's what he said. He was like this anecdotal evidence. They, they warn you about it because it does happen but it's not proven to be a result, a side effect of the drug. Most yeah. people say it's a side effect of what's happening to your body because usually your skin turns to complete garbage for it like really two, ma- one to three months, depending on the person. Because it's like an extreme purge? Or- yeah, it's like extreme purge and your skin gets really like sensitive. And so yeah. not only are you, do you, are you just super broken out, but it's like it kind of oh, is sore like to touch. And, and like, sun is yeah, it's red and you're like flushed and dry and like just you like. You can't really cover it. Yeah. And it's completely wor- like you've already been in this bad place where you're like, I need to take Accutane. Yeah. And then you're like, we'll just get ready for like this to horrible be period. uglier than you are now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then imagine like you're in high school and you're going through that or I couldn't. you're just oh in God. a normal job and you have to go to work every day when your skin is like, uh-huh. it looks like you have like chicken pox on your whole face. Like, yeah. So I, w- I honestly, I can't. Like, I'm so impressed with people who deal with that. I'm like, wow, yeah. my skin is so thick. I have the weakest skin. I'm so <laughs> sensitive. I'm like, yeah, so that's kind of why, what doctors say now. They're like, yeah. okay, this is not a proven side effect, but definitely be prepared that it is, it's a journey. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's going to your perception of yourself yeah. for a little. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, the other stuff is just, like, 
it it suppresses your oil glands and so yeah. you get really really dry and that's like interesting guaranteed to really happen oily skin yeah so like, the biggest thing is that your your lips get like really like just dry uh, and like gross so I've done a lot of research about like everything that you're supposed to use on like the like, like die die hard like yeah products while you're on yeah. it so I feel like I'm ready you're like and, as prepared um, as you can be yeah I'm just it feels like a good time because I'm like okay quarantine for the next like five months is pretty People much guaranteed you on a zoom camera and yeah. you can put the beauty filter on so. uh, yeah I'm like okay I can pretty much just not wear makeup a lot of the time yeah when I'm at home mm-hmm. unless I'm like seeing you or like my boyfriend for some reason you know I'm like yeah anyway so yeah you can let your skin breathe as much as possible and yeah it feels like yeah. a good time yeah. and I'm not in the sun as much your sun exposure is really yeah I'm um, sketchy when you're on it too yeah. And it's winter. Yeah. So it's like it easier take? than the summer. Well, they start with like five months. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then and it's like a touch and go. I, yeah. I, I think basically how it works is you have to, you're reaching like an end goal of the dosage. So okay. it kind of like accumulates in your body. So there yeah. different doctors take different approaches based on your weight and your age and whatever. Mm-hmm. So... It just kind of is like, okay, did, did this dosage work for you? No? Okay, we need to, like, do more. Or, like, if yeah. you're really small, they're, like, it's going to take longer because your body can't take a big dosage, like, yeah. at one time. So Got it. We'll see. Starting well, with five, fun. though. Yay. Yeah. Skin fix. Let's go. Yes. Okay. So, final segment, which we didn't leave much time for. That's okay. I feel like we talked a lot. We'll just... Yeah. We don't have a lot more to say about it, I don't think. No, honestly, I, I feel like no, because segment one almost turned into, like, the body segment yeah, in and of itself, true. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, some notes that I made about the body section that I showed Gabby earlier is um, boobies equals smiley face, <laughs> but dying equals sad face, and I think that pretty much captures my feelings about my body. Uh, <laughs> I think that... There's a couple things that have caused me to feel insecure about my body where I never did before. And I think one is just not having boobs. And then the second one correlates with the first one as well, which is when I started taking stimulants for ADHD two years ago. Yeah. And I lost like 10 pounds that I can't gain back no matter how much I try. Like I eat so much. I like I went through phases where I didn't exercise at all, literally. Like, I would say it's because of other things or I was lazy or I didn't want to skip a class, but I was like, I will not exercise. I don't want to get any steps in. Like, I just want to get, like, fat so that I can have boobs and so that my (laughs) boobs don't show. But that didn't work either. So then I started exercising, like, for the last, like, three months, I've been, like, out skateboarding every day. Like, I've been super, super active. And I always just kind of look the same. Like, I think that's something that's really weird for me. And it's hard to, like, complain about shit when people are like, oh, well, you look normal, whatever. Like, you look fine. But well, it is, like, I don't weird know. to feel like I have no control over, like, I'm, like, honestly, like, I know this is super fucking privileged to say, but I'm, like, sometimes I wish that I was fucking fat so that I had a goal to work towards, but now it's, like, there's nothing I can do to change my body image besides, like, literally getting a boob job and, like, being under the knife, you know? Yeah. So I think, like, that's what I struggle with the most, and now I think that I've lost all of that weight and I can't get it back. Like, every time I come home, I weigh myself because we don't have a scale in our house. Yeah. And I'm literally, like, I can't even hit 100 pounds anymore, like, no matter how hard I try. 
Wow. And so it's like, it's just like really annoying because I can see that I look like unhealthy, even though I am. And so that's like mm-hmm. been my, and so I think in my head, I'm like, oh, well, boob job is literally the only thing I can do to change my physical appearance. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I like latch onto it. I'm like, well, if I had boobs, at least I would look like a living creature <laughs> and not a, and not like a little creepy crawly. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, you know, cause I don't really think that I've seen your body change that much like while we've been living together. I feel like you've yeah. fluctuated here and there. Yeah. But for the most part, like, you kind of look changed, the same. Yeah, like, the six months before I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. But, yeah. like, when you think about it, that's actually a relatively short amount of time mm-hmm. compared to, like, you know, life. So yeah. I do wonder if, you know, as you age, like, into your, like, late hurt. 20s, if you're body will kind of like I don't know like how it will change if it will ever like readjust or I know I don't know you know I don't know either man but basically that's just every like six months Gabby knows this my mom knows this but (laughs) out of nowhere I don't know how but like I'll see something about a boob job or I'll see an influencer who I know has had a boob job and I will go down like an obsessive boob job spiral for like a week and then I'll forget about it for like six months. But you're like afraid of getting one. I'm fucking terrified. Because you're afraid of anesthesia? I am afraid of anesthesia. That's the only thing. Mm. And I just feel like I'm like that's like the the stupidest way to die is from (laughs) anesthesia from getting a boob job because I'm like want boobs. But at the same time it's like but also, is it worth it if I'm just going to be sad about it all the time, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess there's also, like, I wonder if it's one of those things where, like, once you went through it, if you would be less afraid or if you would just be afraid either way because you I have know, to maintain right? it, right? That's yeah, something like that I literally years, did not know for the longest time was that yeah. you had to get repetitive boob jobs. Yeah, like every 10 years. So, yeah, it's and not really like a reduction. one-time Most people's thing. boobs, like, grow back and you have to get it. I've heard that, reduced. too. Yeah. Well, yeah. so, yeah, that's, like, my my side is definitely when I was in high school and early university, I was, like, I hate my boobs so much. I want a boob reduction. Like, no mm-hmm. questions asked. Like, I want it now. Yeah. And then I think, honestly, after I found the right bra, which is, like, the funniest thing, but after I actually learned how to, like, make my boobs, like, look nice and this is also something that's kind of funny is that I feel like as I've gotten older my boobs are like a lot softer now mm-hmm. like when I was a teenager I felt like I was a person who just got a boob job where your boobs are like yeah so like You're full like, if and I like run perky. into someone it's gonna like yeah <laughs> and I like couldn't wear certain dresses because like my boobs wouldn't squish like I couldn't just like tighten it up they a were lot just there. they were just there and so <laughs> because your skin can't keep up with that kind of growth. yeah it's like, true your it's skin like, is it was like so taught man like <laughs> holy shit but now like it's not even fun <laughs> now that I think two things have happened like I've gotten a little bit older and my boobs have like relaxed a little bit more yeah but also like they have fluctuated with my weight and that's definitely yeah. something that like immediately I think pretty much everyone is like that as mm-hmm. soon as like I start to kind of like first to go gain or lose a little bit of weight um even like the most I fluctuate is maybe like eight pounds yeah um and uh yeah they're always like heavily affected I've noticed so I feel like the mm-hmm. skin is just like a little bit more lenient now yeah and it has made things a lot easier because like I can like 
squished dresses like really tight around me dresses I yeah. say specifically because that was always a problem like yeah because I'm short but then also I have big boobs for, and so yeah. it's either like you're short and you know you're me one size from top to bottom or <laughs> yeah. like you go up to like size extra large Only so literally my legs were too long for small things and so I'd have to get bigger things and then there'd be just like this empty space literally the I have the opposite problem is like I need to go up for <laughs> like entire the space on top but like then it's literally down to my ankles like oh my god, oh my yeah. god. basically we both just look so, like clowns yeah basically a bunch of freaking clowns yeah um anyway so my point was that I feel like my boobs are more flexible now in more ways than one and it is a lot it's easier so to deal funny. with Mm-hmm. But you talk to them like they're like a person. You're like they're more willing to work with me now. Yeah, so they, they help me out. I won't murder them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so also I feel like because finally there is a little bit more of like size inclusivity when it comes to just models mm-hmm. and like when you're shopping online, like there's something I hate more than being like, well, this girl has like a B cup when it like says the models measurements yeah. and you're like. I have literally no idea what that's going to look like on <laughs> yeah. me. I like, actually, you know what's the best is Skims. Skims website yeah. has see it in your size. And they have a different model for like every, like probably every three sizes of your, yeah. we're talking about bra sizes. Yeah. And so you can see, you're like, okay, this is like a double extra small. This is a medium. This is like an extra yeah. large. And so you're you like, how oh, okay. Fit. Like I see how it, it changes from d- different people's body types. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but I do think that later on in life, I will want like a breast lift or a breast reduction or something after, yeah. probably after I have kids. I think I would yeah. wait because definitely that's going to fuck up your boobs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then we'll see. I have heard the same thing about having to get them redone. Yeah. So who knows? Boobs are annoying. Who knows? Yeah. But if anyone is on a, a stimulant medication, also has an extremely high um metabolism if you have any tips for how to get tick I would appreciate it I feel like it would probably come down to planning out the most calorie dense diet you Mm -hmm. possibly could and I think I need to do like I think that's the one time that in my life I felt like I was it's the summer before I moved in with you Mm. and I was doing like weight training every day at my mom's house and I was Mm. eating tons of calories and I feel like yeah, because, like, when I don't exercise at all, I just – I grow a little bit, but I'm still just a square. Like, then I yeah. lose my waist, and so then I'm like, well, now I'm still ugly, but just a different <laughs> brand. <laughs> and so that was the only time where I actually felt like I was like, oh, okay, I'm, like, growing. Yeah, kind of starting to mold your body. Well, that's what they say about weight training is that yeah. it, like – you're literally just shaping your – Yeah. But I hate doing it. I'm, like, the only exercise I, I like know. is usually cardio exercise, but it's, like, the worst for what I want. <laughs> I don't know. Bodies are annoying. Yeah. Yeah, well, I haven't worked out, like, I do ballet once a week, but yeah. that doesn't really count. Like, it is a workout, yeah. but once a week is, like, not effective um, at anything. Yeah. And I'm just so much more dormant, and I've, I think I've gained, like, five or six pounds since yeah. being in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Which, for note, we're both very small, so that's yeah. more substantial. I'm only 5'2", so yeah. my clothes still fit, but I feel different. It, yeah. And... It's been interesting. I have like a double chin now, like what? <laughs> not all the time, but like much more frequently. You just have the capacity to than I used it. to. Like I've noticed a lot of pictures. If I'm like laughing, I like have a double chin, and you're like, oh, that's and I'm not like, what I want. oh, well, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, definitely, okay, I will say, well, the first time I went back to ballet, because the first few weeks it was in studio, I looked at my butt in the mirror and I was like, oh my God. You're like, like, that is not what it was My before. butt is like way bigger than it used to be, which honestly, I'm not complaining. Like, yeah. that's, if anything's going to get bigger, that's Go fine. Kim K. But the part that I don't love is that my boobs are like, a little bit larger at than their, their max capacity. Yeah, like if they got bigger than they are now, I'd have to get like new bras, mm. which is just that's annoying that, that you really have to work out me. to fit into your thing <laughs> into my bra. Yeah, <laughs> and um, definitely like I feel like my you know my front belly is like not what I'm used to, mm-hmm. but you know it's fine because it is what it is. I was watching this TikTok the other day like ladies we hold on to belly fat to protect and feed our babies and I, then saw I was like that. you know what that makes me feel better so yeah, that's why like, <laughs> I'm like just preparing I'll have lots of cushioning also my mom told me um that she read this study about this is a long time ago because my mom uh, has uh, a um, larger is this butt. Is Terry too. quote of the day? Yeah, this is a Terry quote Terry of the day. Quote of the day. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so this quote is—it's not a quote, but um, <laughs> basically, apparently, babies who have mothers who have larger butts and like fattier bums yeah. are smarter and they have higher IQs because that fat in their lower regions like really yeah. just feeds the baby like so hardcore while it's in utero like you're like built to have a child you are honestly the optimal i feel like child birthing body (laughs) i feel like that's like the kardashians like they're like they like pop babies out because their bodies were like made for that that's true i do have like a wider set hips yeah so yeah i'm ready (laughs) you're ready (laughs) for the babies i don't know if i could i don't know if it would like make it yeah. My hips are so, like, narrow. Yo, I was literally just watching this YouTube video. This girl that's pregnant, she's fairly tiny. She's honestly probably the same measurements as you. Yeah. And crazy. Before this pregnancy, she had triplets. And that was, like, she was on bed I rest for never, literally, like, most of her pregnancy. Because she just couldn't you. move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was talking about how she has this condition. I don't know what it's called. But basically, mm-hmm. when... Um, the joints in your pelvis kind of get like pushed apart and loosened because of your pregnancy and like the hormones that are released in your body that loosen your joints so that your body can grow. But then they don't go back together. And then you, I've seen this. Well, no. Oh, no, no, no. That's something else. (laughs) That's more rare. No, because she's pregnant again. And she's talking about she's in a lot of pain, but it's because her pelvic bones have like kind of separated and then so Mm -hmm. whenever she moves like if she walks upstairs or like she sits down or stands up anytime there's like any kind of unevenness in her torso they kind of shift and they kind of like grind and like strain the muscles so it's like really painful for her yeah so I could see she kind of was like it's not proven that it's because I'm tiny but she's like I think being very small and still having to carry a regular human-sized baby is like it can be a lot I could picture it the same with, um, what's that other girl we're obsessed with? She used to be a Tumblr girl. Oh, um, Acacia. Acacia. I feel like Acacia has a similar body type to me where she's always been very small. Yeah. But she, she never carried had babies. And she carried babies, but every time she says it's like, she has the same problem. She's always bed rest for like the last month. And mm-hmm. she's like very, like there's more issues, I think. But. True. I mean. 
It is what it is. I never really it wanted to have a baby. Is. I always wanted to adopt them. So yeah, well, solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um, as a quick side note, maybe to wrap up our episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when I was in the car bringing Cooper from the airport to my mom's house, mm-hmm. um, his carrier was sitting on my lap, and I like was bundled. I had my cardigan bundled around him. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. He was like moving around, and he like hit the top once, and I was like, "Mom, is this what it's like to be pregnant?" <laughs> like she was like basically yeah it's that but like your skin instead of the carrier and I was like oh my god it's actually crazy like sometimes even though I've like thought about being pregnant for my whole life mm-hmm. I still think about it and I'm like that is you can't crazy. think too hard it's scary <laughs> like there's literally a a baby a human I feel like I understand why people love their literally. kids so much like you you're literally like it comes you out of you and you're work. like that was in me before and now it's out here yeah but it came from in there your mind (laughs) is it just me or have you had baby favor ever since we saw that kid at the the loblaws yeah because for me it was the kid at the loblaws that triggered a new wave of baby fever yeah i i saw i've seen some real cute babies online lately too i sent emma (laughs) like a video of me yesterday saying and literally the second I saw it I paused it and I was like mom pause your show and then I made her watch it she was like oh my god daddy yeah no I when you sent me like that your mom watched it I was like oh my god tell her it's a joke <laughs> like I'm not serious I'm like it's a joke but uh, all but right it's a, joke, <laughs> it's a joke no for sure um okay wait can I say one more thing yeah speaking of the sound mm-hmm. <laughs> do you see Hank Green low-key came out you see no I didn't okay. see that because people were joking that he dresses like a lesbian. Okay. And that that's why the queer community loves him so much, because he's really just on gay TikTok, even though he's straight. Mm. And so he replied to a comment. He's like, well, first of all, um, am I straight? Mm. And second of all. I love him. He's and I was so like, funny. Oh, my God. I love the ambiguity in that <laughs> statement. Like, And am no one questioned it either. No one questioned it. Yeah. Well, what is there to question? Thank I know. Me. It was just really cute. Yeah. Um, that's cute. Wow. Well, well, well. Okay, well, this was fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go now. Yeah, my my boyfriend's coming over to eat some food, and then we're going to watch Bachelor together. So. Aww. I know. I think it's on at 8 p.m. my time still. Like, I think that they do that here, which is annoying. So yeah. it'll be 10 p.m. your time. So anyways, oh, shit. don't spoil it for me, I but won't. I will watch it tonight on cable okay. after my family dinner. Okay. Okay. I mean, let's just end the the, yeah. the recording, but then let's just stay for a moment. Okay. Because it feels weird to just... Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>